everybody and welcome to another episode of the ad project podcast as always i'm your host joe sheller from ad advance and today i am joined by mr matt wickland matt how's it going today doing great getting geared up for the holiday season yeah yeah, yeah happy to be here with you it's coming along yeah <laughs> another holiday season with you my friend yep yeah yeah so it, when we're recording this right now we're getting prepped up for um black friday cyber monday coming up next week so we've got a lot of optimization and moves and things to do like we always do for q4 um but yeah i don't know well, what's your what's your general thoughts on q4 I mean, it's an interesting pivot this year. Like over the years, we've seen like an extension of the deal holidays and whatnot. Originally, it was just Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yep. Then it turned into Turkey Five. Now it's 11 days of deals. So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see like how window shopping changes, how accelerated or evenly distributed like the shopping activity is on Amazon as deals pop up earlier and more spread out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Th this is a year where, you know, I'm so tied into all these deals and everything and I'm having a hard time on figuring out when to buy stuff just because, I mean, like Walmart has their Wednesday, Black Friday deals. Target's got stuff going on. Amazon now has 11 days of deals. So uh, yeah, my, my thought is that Black Friday is still going to be big. Like we're still going to see Definitely. the traffic bump up, but I don't think it's going to be quite as big because now with these major deal days, it's not all falling on the Black Fridays, the Cyber Mondays. I feel like it's getting diluted out a bit as retailers are really pushing to try to extend these deal days earlier and earlier. Like there, there's going to be some purchases that I do before Black Friday that I would have waited till Black Friday for. Yeah, it depends what our benchmark is, though, I feel like, because, yeah, there's like adverse macroeconomic conditions right now, but consumer spend is off the charts. Sure. And we saw Blockbuster Prime Day and October Big Deals Days, Prime Day 2, yep. um, as a lot of people call it. So with those being higher than previous years, yeah. you know, like yeah. will Black Friday be bigger? It makes sense that it may be more spread out and spread out and less of a peak, but yeah. It'll be interesting, fun to watch. Yeah, overall, I'm I'm positive. I feel like the step up from average going forward, like to like Black Friday, is going to be a little bit less. But in terms of absolute numbers, I'm 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 optimistic, like you too. I, there's been like like you were saying, big deal days that that performed really well. It did. So, yeah. 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 Well, one thing we. we while we're talking about Q4, one thing that we wanted to cover was we've had some new updates with like sponsored TV getting released. Um, and we have this whole other channel that's now open for a lot of brands on Amazon to advertise their products. And so for the rest of the podcast, what we wanted to talk through is like sponsored TV and in general, like more like upper funnel video ads and how to look at those. Um, and I, I guess to preface and to like take a step back, um, I just did a presentation. I was down at the Main Street Summit, which is a conference put on by Permanent Equity in Columbia, Missouri. Um, really cool conference. And what I did was just kind of go through the changes in the digital landscape overall. And for a lot of folks who aren't as involved in digital advertising as we are. Um, and one key takeaway that we went through is looking at like 
streaming TV and how it's really shifting from linear to streaming. And, you know, everybody's seen these trends for quite a while. Um, but one major step that came out, I believe it was in July by Nielsen Radians, um, linear TV in terms of like cable and broadcast TV is now below 50% in terms of total hours watched. Um, and so streaming TV is really stepping up. And what a lot of people don't realize too is if we look at these retail media companies like Amazon, um, Amazon is this huge content company too. And so a lot of people don't realize that Amazon owns Freebie. Um, Amazon purchased MGM Studios, um, Prime Video, Twitch is Amazon. Um, and there are all these different placements like Fire TV and Fire Devices. Massive. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. And so all these different areas offer opportunities to show video ads. Um, and another big update is for Prime video streamers like they're going to start adding ads in um and so that's going to add even more ad placements to be able to show our video ads and what's really cool on the streaming side versus the linear tv side is now instead of just having to look at like high level like demographic and viewership information for a program that you're advertising on like there's a lot more targeting options that are available and so for the average brand or seller on Amazon, you know, like advertising on NBC or mass market linear channel, it's never going to make sense. Um, but what's really cool is with the audience targeting that's been opening up now with streaming platforms like Amazon, um, it's now offering a lot of different targeting abilities to make sure that when we are using that ad spend, we're reaching the right people. And then the other key piece that's nice is on the measurement side, like with linear TV, trying to measure the impact of your ad overall is really difficult. Um, whereas on these streaming platforms, there's a lot of different ways where you can kind of tie it back in. And so we can cover a lot of different areas, like um, what these ads look like, how they can be upper funnel, but more lower funnel too, based off of how they're set up. Um, I guess one thing, Matt, like, if you're looking at measuring the performance of ads, so in general, if you're going to say we're running sponsored TV ads for a client, like what's going to be the key areas that you focus on? How do you measure overall impact? Where in the funnel do these ads fall for you? Sure. Yeah. So the first departure is it's not measured in a similar way to like a sponsored product campaign or a conversion-oriented campaign. So the majority of streaming inventory is uh, delivered, ad placements are delivered in a non-clickable environment. Um, there are some call to actions like interactive video ads where you can click through, add something to your cart, get more information, et cetera. But basically they're, they're intended for exposure. Measurement should be really focused on the amount of unique reach within your targeted audience, your cost per video completion, and then maybe some consideration or engagement metrics like detailed page views as like the most down the funnel metric that you would look at. Uh, the key reason for that is when we're looking at sales attribution uh, on Amazon, it's a last touch model. So if you're delivered a streaming TV ad and then you later follow up, go to amazon.com, key in a search, 
odds are you're going to be exposed to an ad along the way. You're going to click on an ad or be served a viewable impression, either via sponsored display or DSP. Uh, if somebody's running st uh, streaming TV, like chances are they're a DSP user as well, or running some retargeting tactics uh, as a prereq. So odds are uh, you're going to be exposed to another ad in the wake of that streaming t TV exposure. So last touch sales metrics or conversion metrics, they don't really work for measuring streaming TV. It's about, you know, establishing a full funnel linked journey. Um, so driving awareness, educating consumers about your brand, helping them discover your products, then engage with them, interact with your product detail pages, your storefronts, uh, and then follow up with conversions. This ad tactic, uh, streaming TV, video in general, uh, typically isn't conversion oriented. So it's about getting eyes on your product, creating like a brand callback, uh, creating that awareness that leads to consideration and conversion. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good piece too. It's to really analyze your products and your margins and see if these would even make sense. Yeah. You know, and, and so for some products that are lower margin, more commodity products, like running a sponsored TV ad is probably not going to be the best option for you um, as we go further and further up the funnel. So with like sponsored TV or streaming TV ads, it, you're going to need a solid margin or a solid lifetime value to really get a return from this advertising. And so that's one key piece too, is if you are considering this, like take a step back and make sure that you have the margin available. And the other key piece that I would say is like, have you already built out that foundation on the lower part of the funnel? Um, like any other upper funnel ads that we talk about, it's all about building the foundation first. So, um, you know, if you break down overall ad spend, our allocations usually about 80% sponsored products, about 15% sponsored brands, and then about 5% sponsored display. And really a sponsored display, it's a bit more, but we use DSP quite a bit. So you could use maybe like five, 10% like sponsored display. Um, but if you don't have that foundation built out first, I would definitely not consider sponsored TV until you've got that built out. You feel like you've got a solid base, a solid foundation, and you're getting good returns on that advertising where now you can continue to go further and further up the funnel. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you look at like frequency analysis for upper funnel, you tend to, you have to have a lot of touch points there and that costs money. Exactly. Yeah. It's about building a path to conversion, right? So if you don't have that, those mid funnel tactics or bottom of funnel tactics, most importantly, that path just ends. There's no outlet to convert. So think of it as building a house, your foundation, are those conversion campaigns, first floor, um, you know, more mid funnel consideration engagement tactics, and then top of funnels for driving awareness. You can't start with the roof. It'll collapse. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That was good. That's kind of rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you're building your roof on the ground and it doesn't really make sense. It's a deck at that point, right? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah. It, another really cool piece that gets me excited about these video ads is the interactivity that that's being added into it. Um, so like the early versions of like an interactive video ad were just like, all right, here's a QR code up on the screen. And I can take, I can pull up my phone and then it'll take me to the product detail page, but maybe it's a standard QR code for everyone. Um, what gets me excited with like areas like prime is I'm already logged into that account 
And so what we can do is with the QR codes, they can be specific for each person. And so when they scan that, all right, now there's add attribution. So you can track that conversion all the way through, which is really cool. Um, another key piece for advertisers too is that now they're starting to add in additional interactivity. So whether it's using your remote on your Fire TV, like if a product pops up and there's a video ad, there's a way that I can purchase it or add it to cart directly from the remote for some of these interactive ads. Um, and what's cool with that is like in earlier versions, you could kind of navigate on the TV itself, but it was a little clunky. But now what you can do is say if I'm interested, like I can just press one button and then what will happen is it'll show up in my cart on my phone. Um, and then I can complete the rest of the purchase on my phone too, which is going to be much less clunky than using a remote. And so what's really cool is that with that, now we're using this upper funnel strategy, but there can also be some conversions baked into it. Like the conversion rate is going to be a heck of a lot lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there is still a way for people to kind of skip those next steps and purchase while it's top of mind, which is really cool. What's really awesome too, is since there is some sort of interactive engagement outlet, it's great for like split testing creatives too. So if you have multiple video assets, it's not just like more reach-based metrics or cost per video complete. It's what video drove more engagements per video complete. Sure. What video uh, asset drove more uh, uh, engagements per impression, sure. you know? Um, so it's really good for split testing too. Yeah, and it's great like split testing if you are running linear TV ads, which some of our clients are. Like being able to use these tools and figure out what creatives actually resonate, you know, with linear TV, it's much harder to do that because you don't get that feedback loop. You don't know the impact of your ads. And so just the, the metrics that you can get on how these ads perform, it's really valuable. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Like in terms of measurement compared to linear TV, it's not even, it's not even close. Like sure. in terms of like targeting audience targeting, you can build very curated audience identities by layering multiple audiences together, targeting very specific demos, having different assets for different demos or audience types or, you know, lifestyles, themes. Yeah. Um, and you still get like better contextual cues. Like for linear TV, you're placing ads on, you know, some generic program, even ESPN, it's sports fans, right? Mm -hmm. But with streaming TV, you can really narrow your inventory to very specific content. Like let's, let's say we're selling lacrosse equipment, like Twitch pre-roll for lacrosse channels, like sure. far more contextual relevance. Yeah. It's a smaller audience size, but the engagement, the consideration, the brand awareness it drives, it really ratchets up like every element per dollar spent of, of your ad campaign. Um, and then the measurables are very, very different. Like, you get different demos, like how many people watched for linear TV, whatever. For streaming TV with Amazon, we can check every single audience that was reached uh, that we directly targeted, but every get met performance metrics for every audience that those members are a part of outside of the targeted audiences too. So you get data across thousands of different audience categories that you can check performance against later into your audience targeting strategy, it's incredibly powerful. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's what's so fun with this, is like, 
I still, like, when I'm traveling, just got back from a big circuit doing a bunch of conferences, and I'll turn on, like, CNBC, and all these ads pop up, and it's, like, so non-relevant, and so it doesn't add any value. You know, I'm getting some more gray hairs, but I'm not at, like, the Medicare stage, and so all these ads pop up there. And, like, just being able to, for the consumer... Like getting ads that are more relevant and like products that I could actually be interested in and something that I could take away from these ads where it's not just like waiting for the next break to end. Um, yeah, it adds a whole different layer where now all of a sudden the video ads that pop up, right? And like even like watching Thursday night football. So I don't know if like the specific ad targeting has started for Thursday night football. It has. So there's a generic creative that you submit and then you can uh submit additional um video assets uh for different types of targeting so if they're not a member of the targeting group maybe it's like a geographic geo segment or actual audience segments like an identity yeah Uh, if they're not a member of those there serves like the boilerplate what you typically run on linear tv okay cool Cool, because I know when it started, it was all pretty much the same for everybody. And so it obviously the plan is to be able to target it specifically. So I will have to pay more attention when I'm watching uh, Thursday Night Football yeah. again to see see what ads I'm being shown. Or a Black Friday football game. Yeah, yeah. the Black Friday football <laughs> game coming up. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be cool. Yeah. And so that, that's what gets me so excited about this is. Yes, it is more upper funnel, but it's so much more targeted. And you just look at the dollars that are pouring into linear TV. And with the measurement issues and the targeting issues, I feel like those dollars could be used so much more effectively on streaming platforms. Yeah. Um, And so that's what's exciting. And then, you know, as we look at like sponsored TV, so sponsored TV, what it, it's kind of like sponsored display compared to Amazon's DSP. Um, and so sponsor display comes in and they allow this really easy access point to get into display advertising where with DSP, like usually there's some sort of a hurdle that you need to spend on DSP. If you go through an agency like us, you don't have to worry about that as much. Um, but there's a lot of complexity to them. And so sponsor display really opened up different targeting, whether it's remarketing repurchases, audience targeting, all that good stuff, um, made it really easy. Um, And now sponsored TV is going to be doing the same thing where that opens it up for any advertisers to come in and start running TV ads, which is really cool. Um, Again, I would make sure that you're at the point where you're ready for it um, and it fits into your overall ad strategy. But now you don't need that big budget to start Um, and you can get it set up going really easily. Um, and then the measurements all just tied in. So it makes the process a whole lot more simple. Yeah. And then another advantage on the accessibility side is right now with streaming TV in its infancy, Amazon's offering some incentives for brands to opt into Amazon streaming TV. Like accessibility can be a hurdle, um, like access to the DSP is one. The other would be producing a, a good quality video asset, right? So... Amazon right now is running some incentives uh, where if you commit something like 50000 over an extended period, um, like six months, I don't recall the exact specifics, talks to your Amazon rep, I guess, yeah. uh, they'll create a video asset for you. Sure. And from what I've seen, they're actually pretty high quality. So yeah. that's a pretty cool like accessibility perk too. And I believe they're offering that too for sponsored TV if you commit to certain dollar. Correct. Amount. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. And so when you were saying streaming TV, I thought you were talking about DSP, but for sponsored TV too? Correct. Yes. That's, yeah. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, that's the other major barrier that we have. Like four different brands that don't have those solid video assets to run as a TV ad. Um, it, it's really cool. Like, so that's what Amazon is opening up to. Um, so they benefit by obviously getting your spend and then hopefully your ad succeeds and you keep running it. Um, but it it's the major barrier that we have on the creative side um, is having that solid video asset that you can use as the sponsored TV ad. Um, but if we have that, I, now you can start running it and testing it and, and seeing how it goes. Um, so, so Matt, if you're looking at this and you're running it, like using more like upper funnel type KPIs, and that's how we're going to measure overall performance, um, and then see how it fits in. Yeah. Yeah. Sponsored TV. That's all you can really do. If you're running Amazon DSP streaming TV, then Amazon marketing cloud comes into the picture, Sure, which unlocks a whole host of different measurement capabilities like first touch analysis any touch analysis along the full purchase journey Mm -hmm. um so you can really hone in on how it's working how interconnected like your funnel strategy is uh, all that good stuff yeah yeah so the key piece if you are running sponsor tv do not focus on roas because as matt said their attribution model is focused on last touch um, and so if they see a sponsored TV ad and then come search for you, chances are that they're probably going to interact with another ad that's actually going to get the ROAS, so the, the sales credit, which is going to boost ROAS for more of the lower funnel. Um, so just make sure that if you are analyzing this, look at more of the upper funnel metrics that Matt talked through. Don't focus on ACOS or ROAS for these. Yeah. I don't recall what it looks like in UI right now for metrics for a streaming TV campaign, but during beta, they actually hid ROAS. Uh it was a hidden field that you could access, but because it's like really, it truly isn't. This isn't Amazon bias. It really isn't a metric that you should look at due to the attribution models. Sure. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, yeah. Anything else to add? Yeah. So you one seem last. Like, yeah. Something else. To <laughs> well, add? yeah. Um, one thing that gets me really excited. Uh, so in our household, we have I don't know, like ten streaming memberships across all these different channels, yeah. and. It's a lot, and it's only getting more complex. There's more and more and more offerings out there. And the initial and, promise of saving money by going to streaming TV, now you have 10 memberships instead of one cable yeah, membership. <laughs> I'm such a sucker for free trials, too. I get it, and it's like, oh, I'll cancel it now. Yeah. Um, so they add up a lot. It's tough to figure out where to watch, what to watch. And Amazon's doing a really good job of working to solve that issue. So Fire TV is used by like one in three connected TV users. Um, very, very popular platform. And they're starting to roll out a ton of like login list channels. Like credentials are a huge barrier. Sure. If I open this app, do I have to key in like what password did I use? So Is it my wife's email? It on the remote yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. Um, so they're trying to roll out a ton of different like login list uh, free channels. Like freebie and and stuff like that where you can access content immediately and it's ad supported uh a lot of like ad supported free streaming options right now you still have to log into so that's something that's really excited from like a consumer standpoint anytime consumers adopt uh like it's great for the advertiser right so um really cool stuff coming out with fire tv and and what amazon's doing to like ease the burden of the dozens of options or more um, 
of different streaming channels. Yeah. Yeah. Lots more to come. Lots of, yeah, if you look at overall ad investment and then where people are really spending their time, like it's shifting so much to streaming services. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's a, a channel that you can figure out to help boost your brand, um, there's going to be so much opportunity down the road because we're just in the early innings here. Yeah. So, well, that's a sponsored TV. Um, we'll be testing this out as we go. So we'll be sharing other learnings. Um, but overall, really interesting stuff. Um, and it's cool that they're opening this up for pretty much everybody to be able to try. Um, it is cool. Yeah. The democratization of, of TV ads. Love it. It's pretty sweet. I think I stole that from the presentation, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap this one up. Um, as always, we really appreciate you uh, listening to the ad project podcast. Um, just note that we also put different videos out. So if you like like YouTube better, um, head on over to our YouTube channel. You can search for ad advance and find that and you can subscribe there. Um, as always, we really appreciate you listening and we'll see you on the next episode of the ad project. Thank you.